sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome back, everybody, to Fantasy Sports Today. Obviously, a lot more to get to and might have some special guests Drop around as well. Great stuff from Andrew Erickson, as always, here on the program. We're here always gratefully spend some time with us. And uh, obviously, a lot of other headlines. And first of all, it's Thursday night, and that means there's some football. So let's get after it, and let's talk a little bit about that, too. we got a Thursday night football game, the Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts. That'll be happening tonight. Obviously, AFC South, big-time matchup, playoff implications, everything that you could possibly want out of that. Uh, I know we're going to break that down a little bit more, but Craig also... Boise State, 14 and a half, uh, by the way. They're going to be on the Smurf turf versus Colorado State. That's the line as of right now. And uh, as Craig's joining us, I know you enjoy the uh, Smurf turf as much as everybody else. What are your thoughts on that Boise State line at 14 and a half? Yeah, I mean, last week, Joe, Boise uh, did not look particularly good against uh, against who was it, BYU. So I, BYU. I think that there is a chance that they could cover this big line, but – it is Thursday night. It's college football, and anything can happen. And as we saw in the MAC, these games have gone right down to the end. And there was a huge, there was such a bad beat last night, by the way, in one of the uh, games as well with uh, with Western Michigan. But I think that for the most part, my focus is on the Masters, and then my secondary focus will be on the game tonight in Thursday night football. So I think that's kind of where I'm headed there for sure. Uh, also interesting uh, that uh, look at the beginning of the season, Joe. I got to call it how it is. I thought Raheem Mostert had a shot to win the NFL rushing title. I bet you 100 bucks, and I'm going to need a Venmo address of some kind because this guy just can't get back on the field. I'm very disappointed. i got to tell you, if you added up all the rushing yards from every San Francisco running back, you may get a title out of it, but it's just not going to be one. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. That sounds like you're going down a messy path. You know, we, we live in a world where results matter. You can't just pick and choose where the results come from and then build it could. up to make a tree, you, know, you can't do it. Well, look, Raheem Moster has played well, at least when he's been on the field, but you're right. The problem is he hasn't been on the field enough this year, and that's something you have to consider. And look, I'm glad the dude got paid when he did because we were talking about that too. He's bounced around to a lot of different organizations, and he's not the only running back to be missing some time this week too. We also got Daryl Henderson missing practice this week. Uh, today, actually, with a quad injury, keep an eye on that situation because you might have to pivot to Malcolm Brown. Uh, Justin Jackson's going to be missing this week as well, so we'll see if more Kalen Balage is the answer for the Chargers. CMC is going to be out this week. They're hopeful he's back week 11. But, Craig, I don't know where you're at right now with CMC, man. It is really tough to, to say to that person who drafted him and then kept him and waited and waited, got him back for that big game last week that you're not going to get him next week. But, but maybe – Maybe week eleven. I don't know. Are you just have you just had it? If you're the CMC owner, are you just trying to just get out from under it right now, or are you just basically, hey, I've already made the commitment. I might as well go down with the ship. Yeah, look, I I think that there's still a good chance that he plays most of the rest of the regular season, and then for me, it's like, who can win you in a playoff matchup right now in right. fantasy? Like that's the deal. Like who who can just sing, single handedly win a game for you? I think is probably what I'm looking at. Because in the leagues that I'm playing in and I look around at the teams around me, I don't see any really strong teams. I think that everyone's just kind of getting through what they have to. And the hottest team is going to win in fantasy this year. I don't think it's the best record unless you're getting a bye. Of course, that makes it easier. But So, no, I'm not let, giving up on McCaffrey. He's still let me tell you. arguably a league winner, and so I'm still in on him. I, let me tell you, there in, in the Flex Championship – 
which is again that's where I have most of my focus because it's such a great competitive league so many people here people work at this network people that we have on as guests that's Adam Ronis it's Dane it's myself it's Jen Ryan it's all those people it's a really tough league right so I feel like you know you win that league you've really done something everybody is basically five and four and four and five except one team is nine and oh my good buddy Mike Randall right. from the Action Network yeah. is nine and oh right now and honestly mm -hmm. it's because he has Josh Allen and Dalvin Cook so he's had one of those two guys basically been good. One of the, you know, like every week you had one big performance from somebody and he had a lot of big Josh Allens and a lot of big Dalvin Cooks. That's been enough. But I think you make a, a great point here, basically. If you are a team that's really doing well in the standings, you have a little bit of leeway. You have a little bit of a lead. Why not go and try to acquire McCaffrey if you still can make trades in your league right now? Why not try? Because like you're saying, there's a lot of risk there, but what's the reward? A player who can win you a week if he is indeed on the field for those last couple weeks in the playoffs of fantasy. That is something really to consider. It's a great risk, and if a team is fighting to get in the playoffs and McCaffrey's not helping you now and maybe not next week, it's an interesting case you can make for a sale. Yeah, no, I think it is, and, and again – if you're in the playoff hunt and you can afford maybe to lose a week and you have yourself clinched up because of total points or, or maybe some of the other rules that are involved in your league, I, I would try to get somebody for the future and try to win. Kittle is another one of those names that if I thought that he would come back and play at some point at the end of the year, he would be another one that I would look to acquire for the playoffs, the fantasy football playoffs, by the way, not the regular playoffs. Okay, so coming up next, it's time for our Thursday Night Football Preview. Titans and Indianapolis Colts so will go through the odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook. By the way, this line has completely flipped around from where it was two days ago. In addition to that, we'll take a look at some props from FanDuel as well. Derrick Henry's total rushing yards and Phillip Rivers' rushing yards. So make sure you have that as, uh, as we come back here on Fantasy Sports today. A little bit later in the show, guess who's making a return to our program? It is Thanos. Thanos will be back for a little fantasy endgame. So, Joe, I don't know if, if you're willing to sit out a segment, but Thanos apparently is asked to make a return. I don't know if I have a choice. I mean, have you seen the size of that dude? Look, at least we're all in True. the bald men club together. That's one thing. We all respect each other. So if that dude wants some time, you know, if Bruce Willis wants to come on the show, any of our, you know, bald icons, Jason Statham, anybody wants to spend some time here on Fantasy Sports today, this is a very healthy, welcoming place. All right. We'll be back with our preview of Thursday night. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I've gone back and forth on this game all week long, Indianapolis and Tennessee. Tennessee opened up uh, as a dog, um, went to a favorite. Now they're back as a dog again. Very bizarre line early in the week. Uh, was Tennessee minus two. Now it's Indianapolis minus one. And uh, initially I looked at it, and it's like my first thought whenever I look at a game like this, Joe, is that I, I want to see who the home team is, and I want to see what they're favored by because I want to see if, if that's wrong and there's room for the underdog. So the line is Indianapolis minus one, which I think is more telling about the game than anything else. There's... There, there had been too much respect for the Titans, and they've just been crushing people with the lines. They are not covering a lot of their lines. Last week, they finally did against Chicago. So 
I don't think that Tennessee is better than Indianapolis, but I don't look at who's better or who's not. I just look at the point spread. The point spread to me tells me Indianapolis is winning tonight. This is a huge game, uh, and I think everything you're saying about the spread is right, too. The fact that it's fluctuating tells you why it's such a scary one to really get involved in. Uh, it's practically a pick at this point, right? So um, for me, it's about which Tennessee defense shows up today. Is it the defense that showed up last week that was very aggressive up front, made a lot of hayway, maybe was able to put a lot of pressure over on Nick Foles? And I'll, I'll say this, if they can show up and do the same thing to Phillip Rivers, who is not the most mobile quarterback in the world, they have a really good shot to win this game. So I think really it'll come down to is not so much you know the offense of the titans it's not so much the defense of the colts everybody knows is good that matchup is going to go back and forth it's the other side of this coin it's whether or not the tennessee defense can continue to build and get back to what they did last year so well i mean they were a very physical defense last year especially in december especially in the playoffs and they just haven't been that this year they've given up a lot of points they've given up a lot of big plays they're starting to tighten things up, but I don't know how much you want to take out of beating the Bears, but they were more aggressive last week. Maybe getting to the quarterback is that a secret sauce for them and also playing quarterbacks at a little bit more, you know, stand in the pocket as opposed to being able to move all around. So I think if they can do that, they've got a real chance to win this game. It is at home. Uh, you still got Derrick Henry, which is a huge advantage, I think, especially when that running game right now for the Indianapolis Colts is all over the place. You saw those three running backs between Taylor, Wilkins, and Naheem Hines basically sharing that workload. And none of them looked really spectacular last week doing it. So I think there's a lot of questions here. The Indianapolis D is for real. I just don't know what the offense is going to do. And if Tennessee can score, can the Indianapolis offense keep pace with them? That becomes a big question. I would lean towards Tennessee, but I got to tell you, I do not have a good feeling about this game at all. Then you add in Thursday night with the short week and the wackiness that ensues there. I don't know, Craig. There's a lot of uncertainty for me in this game, but it's going to be a fun one from the sense of, uh, obviously, it's almost like a playoff atmosphere for these two teams. They know how important this game is. Yeah, it, and it's a good matchup going in, and that, and that's one thing that you, you all you can ask for on a Thursday night is give me something that I may be interested in watching, and 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 I'll be in on this one tonight. I think I think I'll check it out. Uh, total is forty eight and a half, by the way, in the game. All right, so over on Fanduel, they give you a lot of different options to bet on this game, and that would also include several player props they don't do this i don't believe for every maybe they do do it for every game i take it back i just look every thursday to see if they do it on the FanDuel sports <laughs> i don't want to speak out of turn here uh okay so but i i picked two that i thought were compelling for our show today so let's get started with derrick henry his total rushing yards amount 83 and a half if you look back joe over the last six seven weeks historically for the colts uh, they're not giving up any 100-yard rushers. So uh, maybe Henry is the guy to do that and to break free on that. We're not really asking him even to do that here. We're just asking for 84. But even that is a tall task against the Colts defense. So I suppose if, if you go historically speaking of what Henry has done in the past in November, this is an easy over. But if you are going to go on what is on the field tonight between Indianapolis and Tennessee, you would have to lean under because the Colts don't give up a lot of yards on the ground ever. It's November. That means Derrick Henry season. And I think that I'll take the over in this one if I'm going to lean one way. Um, and I also think that if he gets over 100, he could probably lock up a W uh, for the Tennessee Titans. That is going to be the thing there. If he can have that one big run or if Indianapolis tires over time. See, that's the thing, too, with Derrick Henry stat lines. You know, even you can get deep into the third quarter and you're starting to go, okay, well, where's Derrick Henry? And then the fourth quarter happens. The fatigue sets in on the opposing defense. People are tired of trying to stand in front of the guy, trying to bring him down. 
And all of that ends up equaling a big day for Derrick Henry. So if you can get to that point with him in that fourth quarter, that's going to be the difference maker guy. So if I am leading Tennessee, then I got to lean towards the over on this too, because I do think he's got to get over this number for them to be competitive in this game and to ultimately win. You'd love to see him over 100. You'd love to see him with a touchdown this one. And you want him to be out there and soften that defense up a little bit. You want to play physical, I think, right now. I think that's the other thing with Tennessee. They were a very physical football team on both sides of the ball last year. This year, they've been physical a bit on offense, but not on defense. So you got to go out there tonight. You got to be physical at home, make a statement, stop the bleeding a little bit, stop giving up a ton of points, stop giving up big plays. And if you can do that, you're in good shape. And what's really working for them too, Craig, is the, is the lack of big play makers on Indianapolis and in the offense too. T.Y. Hilton can be back all he wants. It's not going to make much of a difference. Taylor hasn't yeah, been that playmaker no. guy. Hines has made a couple, but really, who do you look at and you're afraid of on that offense? That becomes a big question. I don't think there's an answer. Yeah, no, there isn't. And, and, and the total is interesting in this game, too. The total uh, points between both teams, 48 and a half. Because if you told me that Derrick Henry rushed for over 100, I'd probably say the total is under. But if mm-hmm. if Henry goes under 83 and a half, I think the total may be over because that could lead to more passing. I think he is a big part of, of the game script and, and how it goes tonight. Uh, Tennessee's defense has been, you're right, very up and down. That's a big part of it. I, I think you kind of know who the Colts are. And a Colts win is going to be them scoring 20. And if they right. score more, I think they lose, ironically, uh, because I think Tennessee will <laughs> end about scoring them. It's, maybe that's not what's your that score. What's sense, your but. score in your what's your score in your mind for this game? To me, this feels like a a twenty four twenty kind of a game, and I, I think it will go. To Tennessee. I even think I, I even think less. I even think okay. less. Yeah, but the, the, you know what it is with the Colts from watching them the last few weeks, and and I know I make fun of Denver a lot for being just non-inventive and running the ball. No, I know exactly where you're going. You're right. They did it in Cincinnati. Yeah. Run the ball. It doesn't matter if it works. They run on first. They run on second. They throw on third. They get the ball back. They run on first. They run on second. It's like they almost know who they have at quarterback there, and they don't want to leave it up to him. That's the way. At least that's the the view from me on that is that, is is they're going to run a lot. Tennessee, we know, is going to run a lot, but they have thrown the ball in the past in some of the games we've seen. They can throw, too. Tannehill's thrown four touchdowns, five touchdowns in a game. So I I think it is an unpredictable one tonight. So uh, let's end with Phillip Rivers' total passing yards and take a look. 260 and a half in losses. He's way over. In wins, he's way under. So I guess it's just about if the Colts win or lose tonight. <laughs> well, if I'm going to stick with my narrative, I guess I have to lean towards the under on this one just because uh, if I if I think Tennessee's going to win this football game, uh, I I look, I understand where you're coming from with that stat. It's a great stat. No, there. if you think they, Tennessee's going to win, I think I he goes I over. I should go so over. Right. Yeah, I know, but yeah. I just – the logic there, despite what the stats say, the logic should not be. Uh, but, I mean, I guess then you have to go the over on it. I guess you're right. But, I don't know, I just have no confidence in this passing game. I guess that's my problem, too. I mean, the tight ends have been active, but the wide receivers have been lackluster. The play has not been good, whether it's, you know, Pittman and Pascal and those guys. It's just, it's not an electric offense. It's a team that has to win on defense. And if you are, you know, going to compete here with the big boys, you got to start opening it up. And they were able to do that in that game against Cincinnati in the second half. You know, they came back and scored a lot of points, started to be aggressive with the football, but you don't see them do that. You're right. They're a team that runs, runs, throws, runs, runs, throws, punt, and it's whether or not Phil Rivers can not turn the ball over. So I would run away from this number, but I still, even with the win for the Titans, I still think it's an under. I'm just, I'm just really sour on that Indianapolis Colts offense just as a whole. 
Yeah, it, it's not inventive. They just they're very comfortable getting the ball to open the game on their twenty-five, getting two first downs and then punting and then pinning the other team back, playing defense, stopping them, getting the ball back, kicking a field goal, go up three nothing. I mean, they are very comfortable doing it that way. It's not fun. But their fantasy numbers have not been fun. I, I think we talked about this a day or two ago. One touchdown to a receiver this year from the Colts. Once the whole entire season. I mean, that's just unthinkable for any NFL team. The Jets have more than that. So, yeah, th- this is a tough one tonight. Which that's why I'm compelled to watch to see if mm-hmm. the odd if if the line is correct on the game. I think that's maybe more of why. Honestly, I watch this. So, okay. Well, coming up next, our friend returns to the show. He's big, bad, and mean, but he gives good fantasy analysis. His name is Thanos, and he's got our edition of Fantasy Endgame, so make sure you stay tuned. That is coming up. Also, just as a reminder, for those of you who watch the show, we're also on demand on SportsGrid.com on our YouTube channel 24-7. Check it out. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Well, for the second straight week, our co-host Joe Pizapia has been booted off the show. And uh, it is not permanent. It is only temporary. And it is only for about 12 minutes each and every Thursday here on Fantasy Sports Today. But for the time Joe is gone, it is well worth it for our next guest to make his weekly appearance until the fantasy football season comes to an end. And his name, of course, is Thanos. It's time for a little fantasy endgame as we bring Thanos back to the show here on this Thursday. Thanos, thank you so much for joining us once again here on the show. It is great to see you again. What up, C-Mizzle? I hope you like my college shirt. I got in trouble last week because Greg Sussman said I wasn't wearing proper attire for television. So this week I'm wearing the college shirt. Maybe a little lens end action I've got going on here just to kind of, you know, spruce up the joint a little bit, make a little fashion statement and be appropriate for network standards, as they like to say, the network standards. So Sussman, I hope you like my college shirt this week. Thanos doesn't like to sell out to the man, but... I do like to be on television and make my FanDuel picks. So if this is what I got to do, then that's what I got to do. All right, we'll let Greg know. I mean, Greg is is very uh, diverse, too, and he decided on our show every Thursday we definitely should have somebody of of color, uh, like purple, on the show today. So here we are, uh, purple guy on the program today. Uh, Okay, so that being said, let's do a little fantasy endgame, and let's continue our conversation with the quarterback position in fantasy. Kyler Murray, Arizona, Josh Allen, Buffalo. Kyler Murray, 8,800. Josh Allen, 8,700. Mr. Purple, what do you got? Well, my face might be purple, but my heart is gold, I assure you. But these are two very talented quarterbacks. Very mobile, very hard to catch. And I find that very amusing. I like to go chase things sometimes. And Josh Allen, very difficult to catch, very fast. But Kyler Murray might be even quicker. And what Kyler Murray's doing this year, I think, is very impressive. I think him at home with all these weapons he's developing, him and his buddy Cliff Kingsbury, which I like. I like that name, Kingsbury. It sounds very, I don't know, affluent and important, and I like that. And they're running a lot of plays, which I like too. Now, they got to play a little bit more defense, but in terms of fantasy on FanDuel, 
the fact that that defense isn't so good makes me like Kyler Murray just a little bit more. So, yes, Josh Allen, you've had a really good season. Yes, last week was very, very good. But Kyler Murray, I think, is on a historic pace. And therefore, I will be taking him this week in my FanDuel lineup when I pay up at quarterback because I am Thanos and I can do whatever I want. Therefore, Josh Allen, I'm going to snap you away. Kyler Murray wins. Get this snap on air. Boom, there it is. Never miss my snap. Listen to me, Brett Levy. You ever miss my snap? Bad things happen. I'll come for you. I know where you live. All right, Thanos. Thank you very much for that one. Don't sweat too much, by the way, on that one. All right, best uh, running back for Week 10 in fantasy. And when you mean best, it means who's healthy, Thanos. You've been basically eliminating everybody this season. I think that you've been a part of this fantasy football season. You snap your fingers and we lose them for five weeks. Alvin Kamara of the Saints, 9,000 on FanDuel. Aaron Jones of Green Bay, 8,800 on FanDuel. Who gets to stay? Well, I have to apologize. There were a couple of leaks there where I was just having some fun and listening to music and snapping a lot, and I basically obliterated three or four entire rosters. So I apologize for that. Just easy listening music now for the rest. Just Kenny G for the rest of the season for Thanos. That's all that's on the Spotify right now for Thanos. And if you want my playlist, go to Thanos.com. And you could download it, and you can have some easy listening music for the holidays. But I digress. Let's talk about these two running backs here. And clearly, these two guys are very formidable. And Alvin Kamara getting a ton of catches, getting a ton of targets, and I like that. I like that. I like that quite a bit. And he's at home, where typically Drew Brees does play better. However, this week, I'd like to have a little bit of a discount, if I may, and go with Aaron Jones, because I do believe the Green Bay Packers are going to embarrass, that's right, embarrass Jacksonville, which means a lot of running the football later on, and he's more removed from that injury. So let me have a little bit of savings, just a little bit for Thanos. He likes the bargains. Therefore, I'll take that savings, spend it elsewhere. Give me Aaron Jones. Alvin Kamara, you're getting snapped this week. Very disappointing. Yeah, very disappointing. Thanos, I mean, uh, Alvin Kamara and you have a lot in common. You know, your your helmet are both the same color there. I'm very disappointed that... Well, under the helmet, too, we all have the same hair sometimes. I used to have that same hair, but it got a little cumbersome with the helmet. I don't know how he goes out there and plays with it. I couldn't put this helmet on. I said, enough is enough. I just shaved the whole thing. It's been very easy ever since. Fair enough. Okay, let's move over to wide receiver. We've got two members of the Los Angeles Rams, Thanos, but we can only pick one. It's like the Highlander. Robert Woods, 7,700. Cooper Cup, 7,200. Who gets to go on our fantasy teams this week? Mm, You mentioned the Highlander, by the way. A great film. A film where the Scottish fellows played by a French guy with a French accent and the Spaniards played by Sean Connery speaking with a Scottish accent and the Kurgan's supposed to be Russian, but he's American. I love that movie. The accents are all over the place, but then lots of good swords, which is cool. And I like the Highlander. And since there can only be one, I will choose. I will play your game, C-Mizzle. I will play your game, Craig Bish, and choose one of these two wide receivers because... Honestly, against the Seattle Seahawks, you could play all of them because they give up so many yards. The yards are so plentiful and bountiful. There's so many of them to have, but I can only choose one. I'm going to play by your rules. Therefore, give me the guy that makes his own way because I respect that about Robert Woods, one of the leaders in yards after catch. Therefore, he is going to make more fantasy points and more and more. And when he does, he will be the one to have. Now, Cooper Cup, No disrespect for you, 
But if I can choose only one in Highlander style, I will choose Robert Woods. Cooper Cup, you get snapped. Hmm. Robert Woods makes the cut from Thanos right there. You heard it first. All right, we uh, we got to keep going here. Tight end. Let, let's move over to two tight ends. Jared Cook, again, they share the same helmet. He shares the same helmet as you, Thanos. And, uh, and Dallas Goddard is... Uh, Look back this week for Philadelphia. So which one? Which way do we go? Oh, is it nice that the Eagles have some players for a change? How wonderful for them! <laughs> Little do they know that early in the year I was hanging out in Philadelphia, and once again the music is too good there, and I'm snapping all over the place. Next thing you know, half the Eagles are gone, and and it's my fault. My bad, everybody. I told you I've toned it down. The musical list is gone. I got nothing but Celine Dion playing right now, so don't worry about it. But now that Dallas Goddard is back and he is healthy, we can talk about him and have this conversation. These guys are very close in terms of salary, but at the same time, I don't know how close they are in team totals. I have to say, with Michael Thomas back, I saw last week New Orleans spreading the ball all over the place. So many people got involved in the offense just because Michael Thomas was back. And I think that's good for Mr. Cook. I think he's not going to be the only cook good this week. So give me Jared Cook, not just Dalvin Cook. All the cooks are in my lineup. They can all be in the kitchen. Dallas Goddard, it's nice to see you again. Maybe we'll talk next week. But for now, you get snapped. Boom. I'm going to have to use Goddard. I have no choice. Okay, uh, let's close it out. Thanos, you love defense. It's your favorite thing. Yes. Packers or Eagles this week? Not known for their defense. Can only pick one. This is true, but interesting matchups when you think about it, Craig. You see, sometimes you got to go deeper. This is why you are a human and I am a super being, okay? Because you say, oh, these guys aren't that great defensively. And yes, maybe you're right, but you must look further. You must dig deeper. And when you do, you'll see the Green Bay Packers have a matchup against a young quarterback in Jake Luton making his second start. He's going from Jacksonville to Green Bay. It's cold there. Very cold. It's windy. It's not like Florida. You're a Florida man. You understand. You're all pampered there in your sunshine. Me, I'm out in the middle of nowhere in the universe. It's freezing out there. It's basically Lambeau Field all the time. So I think it's going to be very difficult for him. And that does not forget. That the Eagles are playing against Daniel Jones this week. And Daniel Jones is a turnover machine. He says, do you like this football? Would you like to have it? Here, take this football from me. I can hand it to you. I can throw it to you. Whoever it is on defense, Daniel Jones likes to just give them the ball. I like turnovers as well. However, I'm going to play with the Green Bay Packers this week. I will pay up for the Green Bay Packers this week. And it is because I do not trust the young rookie. Yes, youth and skill is no match for old age and treachery. And I know something about both of those. So Philadelphia Eagles, once again, sorry about the snapping. I was at the Jazz Club. Things were great. It was a good time. I snapped most of the team gone. Lane Johnson, I'm sorry. But for you, once again, here you go. Boom, Eagles, you're gone. Give me the Green Bay Packers this week, and I will pay up. And those are the players I'm starting on Fandle. By the way... Once again, if you want to get the Thanos playlist for the holidays, the mellow chill mix that you're not going to snap to too much, go hit me up on Thanos.com. You can find me on the social media too, the purple guy, right? And you can get my Spotify account there and all my playlists. A lot of Celine Dion, a lot of Kenny G, keeping it 
chill for the holidays, Craig. That's what I'm doing. Well, listen, I very much look forward to the Thanos Black Book. I know it's coming out uh, for baseball season in February. Purple. purple book. You and I were going on this purple book together. You've been talking about the purple no, book I, so all I, I'm doing the And purple. now you're going to dog me out like that to that idiot Pisa Pia? What, you crazy? I took the purple. You do the Thanos. Pisa Pia's got the black. Between the three of us, we'll sell millions. Mm, listen, it's an interesting point, but I have to think about it. I'll have to run it by my business okay. people. We have lots of things going on, a lot of a lot of irons in the fire, they like to say. But before I go, I just want to remind everybody out there, no glove, no love. Good luck this week on FanDuel, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Thanos. Would you like some oranges? They're a delicacy. I would like some oranges. All right, that'll do it for Thanos. Thanks again to coming on uh, the show. While uh, Thanos takes a break, uh, Joe Pizzapia will join us coming up next. It's time for a little fantasy or reality as we end up here on our Thursday show. As a reminder, Jim Sanis from Number Fire joins us tomorrow, as well as Howard Bender from Wager Alarm. They'll be back with more right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome back. Welcome back to Joe Pizzapia. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today as we get ready to close out the show. Of course, coming up this weekend, it's another big weekend right here on SportsGrid. We got all of your college football needs on Saturday. And then, of course, Sunday morning, it'll be a lot of fun when Joe Pizzapia and his wild gang and his cast of characters get on the air and talk fantasy for three hours. But beyond that, Joe, what can people expect this Sunday? Well, luckily, it's only two. If they push us to three, we might explode. We might blow up the entire network. But yes, Eric Young, Matt Stryker, myself, 8 a.m. right here, Eastern Time on Sports Grid. We will be breaking down the FanDuel slate. We will be breaking down season long, the starts, the sits, the latest news, the notes, all the things in between. We may or not may or may not be eating cookies again this week. We were eating cookies last week. So uh, anything can happen on that show. That's the vibe we like to put out there. So if you like to have some fun, with a side of fantasy football, then we're definitely the show for you. So check us out right here on the grid, 8 a.m. Eastern. Don't miss it. Fantasy game day. Get your uh, NFL Sunday off the right way. All right, let's close it out with a little fantasy or reality to uh, end the show today. And uh, let's start off with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There isn't a team in football that played worse this season. Well, the Jets played bad every week, but I, I guess there wasn't a team last week. <laughs> last week, the Bucs played worse. <laughs> I think we can say that. Last week, the Bucs played worse than the Jets. I was going to say there isn't a team that played worse in any game this season than the Bucs, but I forget the Jets are a part of this conversation. So I don't want to leave them out. Wouldn't be fair. Uh, Buccaneers play this Sunday. They play against the Carolina Panthers. There are five, five-and-a-half-point favorites, depending on where you're looking. We're only looking at FanDuel, so we see five-and-a-half. Fantasy or reality, the Bucs will bounce back this Sunday against Carolina. Well, I like to think that maybe New Orleans is just their kryptonite, and that's what we're seeing here. And this happens. Sometimes really good teams, for some reason, just other teams have their number. And sometimes it's not always a good team. We've seen this happen in baseball, too. Sometimes you look up, you're like, why are the Yankees losing to this team over and over again, right? These things happen sometimes. So I do think the Bucs will bounce back and win this game. The defense certainly has to play much better. However, I think Carolina is going to hang in this thing because Carolina, 
hangs in the game. That's what they do. Teddy Bridgewater has done a really good job here with this offense. It stinks that they don't have CMC for this game, but even last year, CMC's worst games were against Tampa anyway, so I don't know how much you want to put into stock of him being there and not being there. But the difference this year for the Carolina Panthers as opposed to last year is the passing game has really developed for them. The play calling has been much better. I think Carolina is going to hang in this. I don't think this is going to be a turnaround blowout for the Bucs. I would think the Bucs bounce back and get the W. So if the standard is bouncing back and getting the win, I think the answer is yes. But I don't know if this is going to be a smash game for the Tampa Bay Bucks. We'll see. So far, teams are having a hard time smashing Carolina. Carolina just continues to fight. You even saw last week against Kansas City. They're a team that just will not go away. And I think that's very admirable. And I think part of it is the youth on defense. And also part of it is Teddy Bridgewater having something to prove this year to everybody in the NFL. Yeah, and and when it comes to the Bucks, it's like normally you would say, what's the point? Like, why should you guarantee a bounce back? This is really Brady. You know, this is more of any time Tom Brady has been challenged over the course of his career, over the last five years especially, when you thought it was over, when you thought that it was done and he was done, he comes back and he looks better than mm-hmm. ever. When was the last time this happened? First game of the season this year. Oh, Brady's not the same. Goes on a historic run for, for a quarterback for his age. A couple years ago was the Kansas City game. Oh, Brady's done. He can't play anymore. All of a sudden goes on a run. Well, it happened again this past week, and every time it's happened, he's bounced back. So I will say reality. The Bucks will bounce back this week against the Panthers. That, that, that takes nothing away from them. You're right. They have really hung in almost every football game this season. Yeah. But remember, two weeks ago, they looked awful. And last week was more of a bounce back for them in particular. So I, mm-hmm. I, I will say they bounce back. I don't know if they cover or not, though. But that's that's a fair that's assessment, fair. I think. got to run the football more, the Bucks. The Bucks have to run the football. <laughs> I mean, they, they got to get back to that for Brady to be successful and bounce back. I mean, that you can't have what happened last week, even if the game starts to get away from you. Run the football, Tampa. All right, let's go to a team that used to like running their football a lot when they had two of those running backs running all the time in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt for the Cleveland Browns. But, of course, Chubb has been out for the past five weeks. And now he is back, and the question has to be asked, fantasy reality, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, will each have 100 rushing yards against the team that is last in the NFL against the rush, or second to last, depending on how you see it, with Green Bay yards per carry versus yards. Either way, <clears throat> fantasy or reality, Chubb and Hunt, 100 yards this week. Either way, it ain't good. They're at the bottom. I don't care how close, if they're 1A or 1 at the bottom, they're at the bottom, okay? Houston's been absolutely terrible against the run, and now you got Nick Chubb coming back, hopefully healthy here. And I like these two guys together. I think the complement of this backfield is really dangerous for the rest of the league. If Chubb is able to stay healthy and stay on the field there, Kareem Hunt was at his best when Chubb was there also. And look, it was also a weird mix because you also had Chubb miss games where Hunt was going by himself basically against Pittsburgh, against Indianapolis. It was a really tough run there for a couple weeks. Uh, However... I do think this could be a reality. I'm going to have some fun here at the Houston Texans expense, and I'm going to say reality. Yeah, let's do it, baby. Let's go for it. Chubb and Hunt over 100 yards, probably unlikely. I want to have some fun. It's Thursday. We're getting towards the end of the week, and it will be quite a story in the Nick Chubb return to get a 100-yard game, and then Kareem Hunt get a 100-yard game too. Uh, Again, it's rushing. That's the caveat here. In terms of total yards, I think both are going to be over 100. Would you agree with that at least? Yeah, I think so, but I think this is a big fantasy for me. And look, I, I you, we're taking a shot here. I understand that. We're having some fun. But if we're really playing yes or no fantasy reality, I'm going to say fantasy. I mean, we literally can't get three running backs on a weekly basis <laughs> in the entire league to rush for 100 yards. We're going to get two 
from Cleveland this week? I don't think so. I think it's fantasy. It's Maybe one of them does. <laughs> I don't care. I, it, listen, you're right. Weekly basis, right. we can't get five guys to rush for 100 yards. You look at it, it's two guys. One guy has 200, one guy has 120, and then it's like, that's it. So there's no <laughs> way I can think that both you guys. Where's the Ernest Johnson right now, this. by the way? Can I throw a caveat? Let me do one yeah, caveat. Sure. I don't know what the weather is going to be like in Cleveland. If it's horrible, I think you got a shot at this. I think you got a shot. Okay. Like like it was a couple of weeks ago where they won that close game, mm-hmm. that low-scoring game against the Raiders, where they lost the yeah. low-scoring game against well, They the lost that one. Like yeah. that game, if, if it's a replay of that, I think both could go for 100. Yeah, I think there's a chance. Mm, that'd be interesting to see. Oh, okay, let's end with this one. So bad. Okay. They have, but Joe, it's 200 yards on the ground with two guys. It's a lot. Just have okay, the Revenant. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, 46 years old, so he's still a year younger than me. Revenant was DiCaprio's <laughs> best performance, and he won his lone Oscar for The Revenant, which I did not know going into today. So, Joe, you're the big acting connoisseur here, so fantasy or reality, mm-hmm. what do you think here? That was his best acting performance. You know, I'm hit and miss with DiCaprio. I think DiCaprio's been great in some movies and and not so great in others. I mean, people love The Departed. I I laughed out loud for most of The Departed. I thought it was kind of comically bad at times. I think the original uh, version was so much, so much better. But then there's other great performances he had, like, uh, for instance, a couple years ago, or even last year, it feels like the year's starting to run together because 2020's been so long. But uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I thought was the best DiCaprio that performance cool. that I'd ever seen. Uh, that was a stunning performance there. Uh, especially the scene there where he's in the in the trailer trying to get himself back, you know, as that failed actor who's trying to hang on for a moment there. I thought that was a wonderful movie, too. It was a little long, but I think it needed to be because it kind of drew you to a great conclusion that you weren't ready for. Great ending. If you haven't seen that movie, that's definitely one to check out there. But I'm a big fan of that. And I also like Inception. Some people found Inception hard to follow. I, I did like not. I like that a lot, too. People, people are like, oh, it's so convoluted. Like, no, it's not. Just have to pay attention. I'm sorry. I'm going to ask you for two and a half hours to actually pay attention to the plot line and what's going on. And it's not a bunch of people just walking around with guns shooting stuff for two and a half hours. Big fan of that one, too. Do you have a favorite DiCaprio film like Gangs in New York or one of those kinds? Yeah, those are like the... To me, those are the DiCaprio overacting, confusing volume and in, with intensity, whereas opposed to the these last couple of years of DiCaprio and some of these other films where he's really kind of stepped up his game, I think, and really kind of found himself a Django. A lot of people love that character that he played in that, too. God knows the uh, social media verse loves that character with all the, right. the memes we see <laughs> from that character. But do you have one in particular that sticks out for you? I think... Um... Wolf of Wall Street, maybe I don't know. That's the one that I comes did not to mind. see. Wolf of Wall Street. Was it good? I've heard mixed things about. Yeah, that. I thought it was really good. Yeah, yeah. It looked like a fun little movie there. And you know, DiCaprio. People forget's been doing it for a very long time. You know, going back all the way to what's eating Gilbert Grape. You know, as a kid actor, he was on Growing Pains when you and I were right. That I remember too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people don't realize this kid's been an actor for a very long time. Just like uh, Joaquin Phoenix, another guy who was he was a kid in the movie Parenthood. You know, a lot of people don't realize that with Steve Martin. He played uh, Diane Weist's son in that movie. So, um, yeah, he was still Leaf Phoenix then before he changed his name to Joaquin. So I was going to change my name to Leaf, but I decided it's probably not a good look in the fantasy industry. But, you know, whatever. We'll see how time goes. But uh, DiCaprio's had a phenomenal career. I guess here's a question for you. Did you see Titanic in the theater, Craig? I believe I did, yes. Yes. Did you enjoy Titanic? It's another DiCaprio. Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, I look. I mean, at the time, it was one of the biggest movies ever when it sure. came out. So yeah, biggest grossing. I, I don't think I saw it twice the in the theater, but I I saw it once for sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got Wolf of Wall Street, Once Upon a Time uh, in in Hollywood, The Departed, Django. Like, those are the movies that kind of come to mind for me when I think about DiCaprio. Did you see The Revenant? I did not. So it's a tough one for me to answer. Ah, uh, see, I, I it's it's good, and I love Tom Hardy, but I don't know. I was looking for a little more. You know what's a DiCaprio film that I like that nobody ever talks about? Catch me if you can. That's a fun movie. Yeah, that was That's a good another one also. fun performance there where I think we could put that in. He there. really doesn't. Not like, I mean, the thing about him is he really doesn't make bombs. I don't think like he doesn't make like a bad movie. That's right? a good question. I'm trying to find the bomb. I mean, the beach and the man in the iron mask. I guess that underperformed. Basketball Diaries was a pretty big movie. Gangs in New York was a big movie. The Aviator yeah, was a big movie. Bad movie. Yeah. Box office gold. You got to say that about DiCaprio. He's definitely box office gold. I didn't realize he was that old. I forget that he's older than me. Not that this is old. I'm not saying you're old because I know you just said that. And you know, okay, if I say that you're old, all of a sudden then Thanos is the new uh, co-host of the you're show. You're going to have to get him to step on you. Right. But, there's but you're not old. It's okay. But I didn't realize. I, I guess as a kid, I just remember him on TV. So I always thought like, oh, yeah, he's like, you know, I, I always thought he was younger than I was at the time, but apparently not. So. There you go. So uh, happy birthday, Leonardo DiCaprio, 46. I, I guess he just sits on a pile of money all day. <laughs> right? so. Yeah, but we're back to fantasy birthdays again. We haven't done that in a while. Oh, my good. You know, have do you ever sit there, you know, when you're trying to look at the show sheet, you ever go, man, I wonder whose birthday it is days. today. Or what happened in fantasy sports today. You ever, you ever wonder that? The iconic stadium tours we did. For three months, I I missed most of those. I can't believe it. That was that was another Joe where you were doing the iconic stadium tours. Uh, I think I came at the very very end of that. Maybe we did one or two together. But if you want to see some great television, you go back and watch the pandemic. <laughs> I don't know that I would say today. that. I don't know that I would agree. <laughs> Craig Mish and yeah. Joe Pizzapia talking about all historical stuff, the the birth, the celebrity birthdays of uh, of yesterday. We didn't know how sports. good we had it with sports. Until that one. <laughs> well, I hope that we can all. Why don't we not have sports all of April, April, May, and June? Was that it? April, May, yeah, and April, June. May, and yeah. June. Through, through, and and I came in uh, May and June, and I believe for, we had two months at least together where there was no sports at all. And right. um, I mean, we did an entire segment on the celebrity golf tournament. You remember when it was Peyton Manning and uh, Tom Brady playing golf? That, that was a whole segment. We so this right here, this is great. I don't care what the games look like. I don't care if nobody's there. Let's that's, be that's what we have to remember. I agree. You have to remember. That's it doesn't matter thing. what is on. We should be thankful that we have it. That's for yeah, sure. watch the Masters. Watch the Mac. Watch it all while you got it because numbers are going up everywhere. And who knows what's going to happen here. And that's another thing. Like, I don't want to be Debbie Downer here, but you look at Texas, you look at Florida. It's a little trickier right now, so let's just be grateful for what we got. Florida, everywhere is bad. Uh, well, Florida is up there with everybody else. I just, I, I keep it real. We're, we're, yeah, we're there. We're not as bad as Wisconsin. Not as bad as Wisconsin. <laughs> we're number two. We're number two. number two. We're just number two. It's like the Titans and the Packers. It's like we're against the run. There it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got the Sports Grid 60 coming Texas, up next, rather. and then we're out of here here on this Thursday. So make sure you stay on the grid. Plenty more. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome back. It's time for our Sports Grid 60 here on the show as we wrap it up here on this Thursday. I hope you enjoy Thursday Night Football tonight. I think we just made it clear. If you complain about having any games in sports, and I'm guilty of that too, just taking it for granted, 
stop and think. You could be learning whose birthday it is today in, in, uh, in the sports world. You could be Googling sports birthdays and getting paid to do it. Yikes. No more of that. Joe Pizzapia, Sports Grid 60. Take it away. All right. Uh, tonight, Tennessee Titans. Which Tennessee Titans team is going to be on display? Will it be the team last year that around this time started to click on all cylinders, started to play smash mouth, tough football on defense, physical on defense, physical in the running game, Ryan Tannehill making plays, or are they going to be the Tennessee Titans team that most of this year has given up big plays, let teams get up on them in games, tried to come back, but fallen short. This is a good opportunity here for this defense to continue to play well two weeks in a row. Last week was good against the Bears. This week, this offense is very beatable in Indianapolis. Go out there, hit the statue that is Phillip Rivers, and if you do that consistently, Tennessee, you can plant your flag again in this division. But until you do, we're not sure exactly which Tennessee Titans team you are. I'm going to say that you come out here ready to play tonight. I guess tomorrow we'll find out which Tennessee Titans team does indeed show up. Great point. Should be a good game tonight. I'll be tuned in for sure. No doubt about that. Well, look, it just shows you what one tweet can do. Uh, the Marlins have been interviewing for a couple of weeks uh, to replace Michael Hill, who is, by the way, been interviewed by the New York Mets as their potential president of baseball operations. And uh, and look, I don't know who the Marlins president is going to be. I know that I put it out there today that it's going to be interesting. It's going to be creative. It's going to be outside the box. But it was a topic of conversation that hadn't even been discussed for weeks. And then you have to be careful what you wish for, because in one 15-second tweet, you can have your whole day dominated with conversation of the same thing from people texting, asking what's going on. And I guess it's a good feeling to know that I'm you know, sort of in the know and getting information. But at the second time, it's a lesson to be learned. Your day can literally be derailed by anything that you say on social media. It could be good. It could be bad. It could be anything. Always be careful what you wish for. You may get it. That'll do it for the show today. Thanks to LTN, Danny, and Brett, of course. And for my co-host, Joe Pizzapia, I'm Craig Mish. See you tomorrow at noon. Have a great day. Bye. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.